Hey, what's going on? It's Darius Faru, and you're listening to a new episode of the Darius Faru Show. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about my seven favorite books of this year and past year, and and probably also ever. So it's kind of a mix of some of the new books that I've read and haven't talked about previously, and some of the, my all-time favorite books. And the title of this episode is Seven Books That Make You a Better Human. So I'm really focusing on the books that I've read that really, you know, have made me better, obviously, like the title, but books that make you more balanced, a more well-rounded individual. And these books are books that talk about a lot of different topics from history to philosophy to psychology and also about money so i'll walk you through the list and i'll talk to you about why i really enjoy the uh, particular book so you can kind of see whether it's a good fit for you because one of the things that i've learned about reading is that you know some people might find a book very interesting but for you it might not be relevant at that specific time So when it comes to picking up books, I usually only pick up books that are really relevant for me at the time. For example, you know, I've always been interested in investing and uh, finance. And I remember when in my earlier years or when I started around 2007, I would read some of the personal finance books, which were pretty interesting to me. But I also had a couple of other books uh, on my list and a couple of books that I bought that were more about active investing and stock picking, but because I didn't have a lot of money and also no confidence at the time, I never really made use of those books until many years later. So it's really about where you are in life. And uh, this is something that I didn't really talk about in the article. So I wanted to talk about here on the podcast. But yeah, that's a prelude to the actual list of seven books. So let's go over them. Book number one is The Dawn of Everything by David Graeber and David Wengro. And if you have read Sapiens by uh, Yuval Harari, you probably really will enjoy this book as well because it's kind of in the same area where it talks about, you know, the history of mankind and what really made us who we are and particularly focused on how we used to live because a lot of people think that in the history we were hunter-gatherers and then all of a sudden 10,000 years ago we started settling and started the uh, farming revolution but (laughs) from this book you really sense that it's not that simple because a lot of books and, and popular articles, etc., they oversimplify things. And in this book, you get a real um, well-rounded idea of our evolution. And I think it's very useful. And I think it's a lot better than those other popular history and, uh, you know, anthropology or evolutionary books. Because these guys really look at history and, and, and mankind and social structures from all angles. And they kind of argue with themselves. And they also argue with a lot of other famous uh, people who have written books about the, these topics. And they kind of disagree with a lot of things that they said. And sometimes they also even 
in the book, they just challenge their own ideas, which is very, I think, inspiring because not a lot of people have the guts <laughs> to do that. So this book actually does two things, right? It teaches you more about our history and about evolution and also about societies and inequality and you know where it all started. But also it teaches you how to think and how to look at problems and how to look at particular big questions that we have about life. And it shows you more of a balanced view where you are less black and white and try to uh, not oversimplify things. So it was, a, it was a good read. It's kind of a, it's a pretty big book. So if you're not really in the mood for something that's dense, I would avoid this for now uh, and keep it on the list. And uh, whenever you really want to focus on that stuff, but it, it's worth reading. So uh, I really enjoyed this and really had a good impact on the way that I look at life and also at our evolution. Because, you know, I kind of understand now a little bit better that human beings were always pretty creative and complex. And there's no one way you can describe uh, the history of mankind. The second book is Too Soon Old, Too Late Smart. And it's a book by a psychiatrist called Gordon Livingston. And it's really packed with a lot of simple lessons for life. Uh, it, I don't know. It's, it's really fun to read. And a lot of it sounds like common sense. But these are just good lessons to read and remind yourself. And it, it's also a good book to reread. And I'm not going to talk about all of the lessons because we probably have to do a whole podcast to do that. But the title is really awesome. Too Soon Old, Too Late Smart. And it kind of refers to what happens to many people. They figure things out too late in life. And obviously, it's, it, there's no real thing as too late. Better late than never. But you'd rather learn things earlier. And the best way to learn is to read books. And this is one of those really good books that teaches you about life in general and about dealing with problems and challenges, staying optimistic and all that stuff, right? Like basic life advice. And to me, it's really good. All right, so the next book is Freedom from the Known, and it's from Jiddu Krishnamurti, and I learned about this from Sam Harris's reading list. So if you enjoy Sam Harris's books on mindfulness and meditation, or if you enjoy the app, you'll probably enjoy this as well, because I can see where Sam got a lot of his inspiration from, and uh, Krishnamurti was a uh, very interesting guy because he's one of the few philosophers and thinkers who basically said, you should not look up to me or worship other people. And he really looked at practical advice and how to live and how to really apply Eastern philosophy in your daily life. And Freedom from the Known is really a good book. You know, I read this in the last year and I've been reading more Krishnamurti because I really like his direct approach. And if you're really looking for something to remind yourself of Eastern philosophy and meditation and mindfulness and how to be more free, stop overthinking, uh, be more present, all that stuff, 
I highly, highly recommend this because he explained the concepts of Eastern philosophy the best from anyone that I've read, actually, probably the best in terms of what to do. And, and because he was so direct, I think it, it really hits home. For some people who don't really like a direct approach, probably not a good uh, fit. But if you like people who share advice pretty bluntly, <laughs> you will really enjoy uh, Freedom from the Known. So check that out if you're into Eastern philosophy, mindfulness, meditation, etc. The next book is called Enough by John Bogle. And John Bogle is one of the most important people in um, modern finance because he founded Vanguard and he started the first index fund. And when you look at you know personal finance blogs or books, etc., you kind of assume that index funds have been around forever. But that's not true. They've been around since the 1970s. And in, if you look at the whole history of finance, that's a very short amount of time. So index funds are still relatively new. And Bogle actually should be one of the wealthiest people on the planet because he had such a big impact, right? Vanguard manages more money than Berkshire Hathaway or most asset managers. There's just a couple ones that are bigger, like BlackRock. But because they manage so much money, you would say, well, you know, John Bogle should have been even wealthier. But the reason that he was not when he passed away is because he had a, a real honest philosophy for life. He always kept the fees for indexing very low and he really ran the business based on his morals and his philosophy and his philosophy is called enough and it's a really good book you know even if you've read more about John Bogle or if you have read his famous book called the little book of common sense investing this is really nice because you learn more about his background and about his philosophy for life and it's a philosophy that you can really use in life especially now where everything is uh, magnified and wealth and status is seems more important the philosophy of enough is just a good philosophy to have in life and it just keeps you grounded and it's just a good way to look at your life your career your money everything okay next book a manual for living by epictetus and if you've been following my blog or the podcast for a while you know this is my you know all-time favorite book and i had to mention it on this list as well because you know i'm a big fan of stoicism and uh, apply it in my life as well and epictetus was definitely is definitely my favorite stoic philosopher and a manual for living is a very short book you can find it for free as well on the internet if you just look for enchiridion or just look for epictetus manual you can find it. But I really like the print version of the book called The Manual for Living that has a pretty good translation. And the other translation that I like is called The Good Life Handbook. That's also really good. But it's just a book that I read pretty often. And uh, it just reminds me of the most important stoic principles of focusing on what you control and making sure that you don't succumb to emotions, greed, fear, you name it. Great book. Everyone should probably own that book. Next one, The Art of Living by 
Thich Nhat Hanh. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but he recently passed away. He was one of the most famous Vietnamese monks, and I've read a bunch of his books. And The Art of Living is, I think, one of the most famous ones and also one of the best ones. And he talks about the concept of impermanence a lot. And I think that's one of the most important things when it comes to philosophy, and particularly Eastern philosophy. And the thing is that everything that arises, everything that comes into our awareness or comes into our life is temporary. Thing that comes will go away. Nothing is permanent. And when we understand that concept, we can live better. And that's why the book is called The Art of Living. And one of my favorite quotes is, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. I really love that because happiness is no end destination or something that you acquire. is not a prize. It is the way that you live your life. It's just a way of living. And I think when we practice more mindfulness and Eastern philosophy, we can achieve that. But also, obviously, Western philosophy like Stoicism, etc. But I think Eastern philosophy, and particularly this book, does a good job at explaining the day-to-day perspective that you need to be happy. And then the final book, which is kind of related to that as well, living and uh, making sure that you get the most out of life, and also enjoy your time that you are here on the planet. And the book is called Yes to Life by Viktor Frankl. And you might know Frankl, or maybe you have read Man's Search for Meaning, which is your most famous book and also one of my all-time favorites. This is a a book that came out recently, but it's based on a, a series of lectures that he gave in Vienna only 11 months after he was liberated from the Nazi concentration camps. So Viktor Frankl was a psychiatrist, and during World War II, he spent time in concentration camps, and he was one of the few people who survived in his family. You know, mo- Most of the people he loved passed away, and he wrote a book about his experience called Man's Search for Meaning, And this book, Yes to Life, is about the lectures that he gave after he became free. And the key idea from the book and from his lectures is that a lot of people look at life and say, oh, what can I expect from life? But Frankl says we should not do that. We should only look at life and say, what does life expect of me instead of doing it the other way around? And when you ask, what does life expect of me? you really look at what you have to give to life instead of what life has to give to you. And I think uh, a lot of people look at life as in, okay, what can you give me? (laughs) I deserve something, right? But Frankl said, look, you know, look at life, think what it expects of you, and then see what task in life is waiting for you to complete and it's a really a deep question you can think about it for for a very long time and feel free to think about it because if you don't know yet that's fine that's the process no one knows until they know so you go through life and you think about it okay well you know what does life expect of me and what can i do and what can i bring and what can i add and what you know what value can i create or whatever i think that's a very good way to live because you flip things around and you try to contribute to life. And, um, you know, this book really 
helps you, you know, to get in the right mindset, but also it gives you a perfect title, as in yes to life. Every time you go through challenges or you know, when you want to give up or when you don't want to do it, say yes to life, no matter what it is. Always say yes to life. Keep saying yes to life. Things eventually will turn out well for you, no matter what the outcome or what the circumstances are. You can always choose to say yes. So, really love that book. So, hope you enjoyed this list, uh, seven books. I think this is a pretty universal list. I think no matter what your interests are, and obviously it's kind of more skewed towards philosophy and living, and that's because I think these books really have the ability to change the way you look at life and it can make you a better human being. And, you know, particularly if you apply the stuff, it can have a very big impact. And that's the beauty of books. One person can sit down and write a lot of words and you'll read them. And maybe they've been written down a hundred years ago or 50 years ago, how old they are. And at some point you might read them and you don't know the person who wrote the book. You've never met them, but you read it. And then all of a sudden you think, wow, this changed my life more than anyone that I know that has influenced me or changed me. And I think that's the beauty of books, right? And that's why we read books. That's why so many of us love books. And uh, overall, it's just a kind of a reminder to keep reading, you know, keep learning. Also to myself, I never stop reading no matter how busy or focused or whatever I am, I always make sure that reading is part of my daily routine. And I hope that's true for you too. So thank you for listening. Hope you found this useful. Hope you could pick up a few of these books. I have included the link to my article in the description so you can go there and find the books. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you in the next episode. So like always, take care. (laughs) 